Hey everyone, so here we are for the Little Bit Out West podcast. We're going to get a little bit out west. So this week, if you are following along in your Warriors of Light study guide, you can see that the chapter this week talks about about the subject of Adam and Eve. I think this is a really important subject because... In the story of Adam and Eve, God has simplified things for us and used that as a microcosm to be able to see what the real problem in life is and and what's going on here. And, of course, this is a huge subject, and we don't have time to go into everything, as I always say, and I'm sorry about that. There's a preacher I listen to that says that all the time, and it, it irritates me. It's kind of like, well... Take the time. But I just have this feeling that if I was to go on for an hour or two on this subject, that you really wouldn't want to (laughs) listen. The story of Adam and Eve is absolutely necessary to your faith. Adam and Eve are the example for mankind of what our relationship with God is supposed to be. It's the example of the way he looks at us and the way he desires things to be for us and the image of our stupidity and his amazing patience and love toward us. Now, there's some people that have this idea that Adam and Eve were manipulated into what they chose. And of course, just in case there's anybody that doesn't know the story, God made man, God made Adam and Eve, and he put them in the garden and told them to live in this garden and have a good time. But just this one tree over here, it's not good for you because it'll kill you. Don't eat that fruit because it's poison. Okay, so, but they did. And so there's there's certain groups of people that think that, well, God did this because he was just trying to tempt them to eat the fruit or that he was manipulating them, and so this is all part of the plan. Which, I mean, yes, it is part of the plan, but it's not. You know that somebody's going to go the wrong way, but you don't really want them to go the wrong way. But this is the whole point, is that God wanted us to have that choice. And so there has to be something that you're not supposed to do so that there's a choice. And of course, like I said, I don't want to get into all that because we've done that earlier in the year, and you can go back and look at those earlier episodes where we go through and talk about all of that. And then there are other people who feel like the story of Adam and Eve is just a myth, and it doesn't have any meaning other than just this bedtime fairy tale story. But I think we can see so clearly the will of God in this story. We see the nature of man. We see that It is so easy for him to be deceived. We can see man's response to shame and how they immediately became fearful and wanted to hide from truth. And we can see how we are not really willing to take the blame for the consequences of our actions and how Adam and Eve tried to run away from God. We can see how God made a provision 
for their choice. And we can see that there is a plan B, even though that plan B is actually plan A. We can see that there are choices, and we can see that there are consequences for those choices. And then we see God's mercy and his forgiveness. But that mercy and forgiveness is not a complete escape from consequences. It is a recognition of the problem, but not a minimizing of the problem. We can see justice and truth in this story, and we see the patience and provision of God who resolves this conflict with justice without destroying the ignorant. And we can see the nature of deception and understand the definition of good and evil. And we can see God's protection because of his understanding of our ignorance. John 3.16 is the fulfillment of the story of Adam and Eve. And you remember that's the scripture that says, For God so loved the world that he gave himself, that whosoever should believe in him will not die but have everlasting life. And of course, just let me throw in right there, when it talks about perish or die, it's not talking about that you won't end this earthly life. Because to God, ending this earthly life is not really all that important. The most important thing is ending your relationship with God and going into that place of darkness and separation from truth and, and, and light, and that is death. We can see that the serpent was judged and there was a consequence for his actions. And we can see that man walked free from the curse that fell upon all mankind because God himself took our place and he suffered the consequences of our ignorance and rebellion. You go into Romans, the fifth chapter, and this is what Paul says there. He says, As by one man sin entered into the world, and death because of sin, and so death passed upon all men, because all have sinned. If many are dead because of something that one person did, much more is the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man. Jesus Christ has abounded unto many, that's us, and not as it was by the one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life because of Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men into justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. The book of Romans basically is the story of God's grace and the consequences, or I should say the the plan of salvation is right there. The first time around, Adam fell. And because Adam was the first man, everyone else is living with the consequences of that action without any choice. Because he fell, everything fell. With Jesus, it's the same but different. When he rose... Everything rose with him, but 
there's this element of choice. And as I said, we've gone through this over and over, and and I, I really encourage you to go back and look at those earlier episodes to see how we talked about that. And it is a choice. You have to choose. God's not going to force you into heaven against your will. You're going to have to want to go to heaven. And now for the next part of the show, I want to answer a question that came up on social media. Uh, I made a statement and I said, if your religion concentrates more on what you do for God than what God did for you, then you might be in a cult. And one of my friends there said, you need to expound on that. What I mean by that is that when we concentrate on our duty to God or what we are doing for God, our responsibilities and our that pressure to be good and to be righteous, we're trying to do that out of our own strength. And we're actually incapable of doing that as just a human being. But because God loved us, he paid that price that we've talked about. And then he comes to live in us and change the way we see things and do things. What he did for us, the Bible says that he loved us first. In 1 John 4.19, it says, we love him because he first loved us. We're not capable of understanding love without him revealing it to us. Because of Adam and what we talked about earlier, we start out as this fallen being. And I know there are people that think that people are just naturally good. And people that believe that, um, I'll just be honest with you, they don't have any concept of real life. They've never been around actual evil, and they've never been around people who left to their own devices, wind up in the Lord of the Flies. Have you ever known a kid that wasn't willing to lie to save their own neck? I mean, I know lots and lots of people that don't have any problem whatsoever blaming something on someone else. Deception is human nature. Self-preservation. It's the same thing we saw in the Garden of Eden when Adam ran away from God. That's the natural human reaction to truth is to run away because it's going to be uncomfortable because I have to admit guilt because pride is human nature. It is that fallen nature of man. But because God loves us, he reaches out to us and calls us up higher to a higher place of understanding. When we're trying to do things for God out of our own sense of duty and obligation. What happens is that we, we're trying to present our self-righteousness and saying, see God, I deserve to go to heaven because I'm a good person. And what the Bible tells us about that, as most of you know, is that that's filthy rags. That's like trying to give God a bloody cloth and say, see, isn't this good? And God says, no, that's not good. That's, it's not even close. It's, it's not even close to close. But God says, if you'll listen to me, if you'll let me 
show you the way. I can help you to become what you want to be, and I've already made you righteous with me. I accept you because I love you. But you have to admit first that you've got nothing I want other than yourself. Don't bring me any of your accomplishments because they're worthless. But I love you. And we're actually going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the subject of righteousness. And that will continue on this theme a little more. So the upshot of that is when you are in a religion or if you are in a mentality that is trying to work for your salvation or work for God, doing your duty to God, you're mostly just you're promoting your own flesh and your own ability and in yourself, in just you. You can never come up to that standard of perfection. And, you know, a lot of people get confused about the whole salvation thing, and this is really where it begins and ends, is in that place of admitting, okay, I'm not perfect. I understand I'm not perfect. I can't make myself perfect. I need a Savior to help pull me out of this cesspool I'm drowning in. And when you get to that point, that's where salvation comes from. That's where it happens. Alrighty then. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with this song, and I want to thank you for being here. And if you have any thoughts to share with me, you know how to get a hold of me, oldsmithmusic at gmail.com. I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye-bye.
your co-pilot You should change your place It's a waste to be a teen idol If you can't look yourself in the face I think that's what I'm That's the show for this week. And uh, if you like that song and you want to buy a copy for yourself, you can find it on the website and Bandcamp page. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.